This is Adrienne Barbeau. I played Catwoman on Batman, the animated series. And you're listening to Batman, the animated series podcast. Cape Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who purrs like a cat if you rub his belly, it's Mr. Will Robson. <laughs> Say hello, Will. Oh, hey there, Alex Robson. Really nice to hear from you. <laughs> Super duper pal. Great to be here. As always, it's me, Will Robson, your American brother that's really excited and jolly about everything. <laughs> Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. My belly's full of pumpkin pie. And weirdly, yams with melted marshmallows on them, because that's what we eat, because we're fucking psychos. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Do not put that shit next to turkey. That is an absolute insult. You know, okay, I'm I'm coming in hot today. You know, know, I get, like, a lot of Americans change stuff as, like, a big fuck you to English people, which I totally get. Like, they... By the way, everyone, we have Catwoman on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a very super important (laughs) guest, a very famous actress, you know, really hard to get guests and all that, but this is more important. There's certain things that they changed in America. Names of things, you know, pavement, sidewalk, all that stuff. And uh, what was it? The eating with just a fork instead of a knife and fork. All big fuck you to classes and and society and, and England, all that stuff. I get that. I'm convinced... That the Thanksgiving supper is also an insult to Brits because what do Brits love? We love our roasts and we do it yeah. right. Like you can say what you will about English food. For the most part, yes, it is dog shit. We do not understand flavor for some reason. And we just want chips and cheesy garlic bread. Excuse fucking... me, your brother <laughs> just recently stopped being a chef, but it takes a lot of pride in his food that he cooks you over here. You great food. That's because you also lived in America, so you know what great food is. Ooh, good save. All right, um, I'll let you go. Anyway... I think that Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving meal is a big fuck you to England because we have our like roast chicken. We have uh, lovely uh, potatoes, roast potatoes, parsnips, uh, carrots. What else we got in there? Yorkshire what does Dave Chappelle say? Peas. The fuck is a parsnip? <laughs> <laughs> and we eat them for, you know, for a country. We have it. A lot of people have it every Sunday. Not everybody does in this country, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big part of the way we eat. In America, for the most part, they only have this style of food once, maybe twice a year at Christmas as well. Unless they're going to the Boston market, which, you know, is not the most popular fast food place. That that style of food is not that big. And I just think, like, we've had this delicious meal. Like, I could see the Brits being like, here you go, American. This is, this is a lovely uh, roast. We have this every Sunday and stuff. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Well, how about this? Go fuck yourself. We're putting <laughs> melted marshmallows on top of that shit. Pouring gravy. We're going to get fucking cranberry that is is from a can, and it will stay the shape of the can. <laughs> and what else fucking weird shit can we chuck on there? Huh? Oh, you like your roast potatoes? We're going to mash the fuck out of those as yeah. well. <laughs> oh, you, you have things called Yorkshire puddings? What the fuck is that? I'm going to give you some rolls or maybe some cornbread because that doesn't go with this meal at all. <laughs> no, biscuits. Oh, like you got veg- you got vegetables on the plate? Well, Americans, we don't really eat it, so we just kind of chucked it in a casserole. This is a green bean casserole. It tastes like shit. <laughs> Try and enjoy it. No. I went to a friend's house for Thanksgiving once in America. It was the most fucking disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> 
All right. Well, how's the art life and that segue with... <laughs> I'm working for an American company and it's been great. Yeah. And yeah, there's no quarrels there. Uh, yeah, just been drawing my Doctor Doom book over at Marvel. And I have not been able to pay attention to outbreaks like for over a week because I've just been so busy. I had to get a paycheck in because Christmas time is here. I'm in the, in the spirit. I'm buying people way too many presents and feeling holly and jolly. And I got a text today from my bank account being like, you need to stop spending your money. <laughs> Slow down. Yep. Even my credit card was like, hey, just to let you know, you are at the limit. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, great. Um, and you're like, give me more money, maybe? Yeah, like, we, we, we did it all year, then it's time to stop. <laughs> so I will be focusing back on that. So that's that's just what's going on. Just steady on course, drawing Duck to Doom. Yeah, and you posted that uh, image that you've drawn for the book. Which is it was just the um, the inks I think, which was him standing in front of a big table full of like a roast turkey with all the trimmings and everything like that, which was a a good little thing to post on Thanksgiving. I also realised that our last episode, being Fear of Victory, was kind of because it came out on Thanksgiving Day, was kind of tied into Thanksgiving because it was a big football game, right? And football's associated yeah. with Thanksgiving, so I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was somewhat, and also features a big scared giant. Wimpy bird, which is Robin, who was a big wimp the entire time. Bit of a stretch, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to trying to connect these dots. No one asked you to, but yeah, sure, you go ahead. Uh, I will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but as you heard at the top of the episode, everyone, we have an amazing guest on our show today. It is the voice of Catwoman and Selena Kyle from Batman: The Animated Series. It is Adrian Barbeau. So, without further ado, bud, are you ready to uh, hear? my chat with Adrian, because sadly you could not join because it was a really late recording and only you wanted to, but you are very busy, as always, this time of year with all of your deadlines. Are you ready to hear my chat with Adrian? I candy yam. Candy yam? Yeah, because we were talking about Thanksgiving yams. Oh, my God. Okay, who's talking about stretches now? I uh, yeah. am. <laughs> How about let's go listen to this perfect interview. Why not, yeah. why not something? Oh, yeah, yeah Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Crusaders, please join me in welcoming a very special guest to our show. She is the definitive voice of Selena Kyle and Catwoman, introducing generations of people to Gotham's most notorious cat burglar. She's also starred in films such as Escape from New York, Creepshow, The Fog, The Swamp Thing, and so many others. Please join me in welcoming Adrian Barbeau to the show. Adrian, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Alex. Thank you very much. It's a beautiful yeah. day in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's like there in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes, it's the middle of the night here and it's cold and it's dark. Oh, so yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I know. Feel bad for me. No, not at all. I'm very happy to have you here. Um, so before we get started, I just want to let you know that we have had hundreds of our listeners write in for questions to ask you today. I've taken the most popular ones, which I'll ask you in a second, but I just wanted to share with you like the outpour of love that we've had from our listeners in anticipation of you coming on our show so apparently your catwoman is a very big deal well i've only just come to to realize that i think in the last year or two i mean there's still a lot of people who you were the voice of catwoman yeah, yeah you know <laughs> but uh it's it's wonderful to to have to hear that people like what i did 
Absolutely. And a massive thank you to all our listeners for writing in all your questions. There were hundreds for me to sort through. I felt like I was working at the bloody post office at one point. So I've taken all of the most popular ones to ask Adrian today. So if you hear your question being asked, then you asked a very good one. So thank you again. Um, So one of the most popular questions that people asked was, Adrian, when did you realize that people loved your Catwoman and the show was a big hit? Probably four or five. I am trying to remember when when I did the first uh, comic convention for Batman specifically with Kevin and Diane Pershing and um, Johnny Glover. And, uh, you know, I'm not a television aficionado, I guess you'd say. Right. I, 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 uh, and, I, and I'm definitely not a cartoon aficionado. <laughs> I, know, I know very little about it. I don't think I, I, I became aware of how people were responding to it until much, much later after it was already off the air, maybe. And, and you know, they released that beautiful uh, DVD collection, I guess it was. Okay. And, um, and I'm trying to remember what year it was that I was invited to join the rest of the gang for a comic convention. I, I guess it was before the pandemic, so maybe four or five years ago. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't. I, I didn't realize. I just didn't realize. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Same with Diane Pershing. Um, she didn't know that people loved her Poison Ivy until she went to a comic convention and had like ninety percent of the people coming up to her talking about Batman. And yes. she was like, "What is going on?" So I was wondering if you had a similar experience with Catwoman, which sounds I did. like you did. I did. Um, you know. So going way back then, how did you get the job as Catwoman for the show? That one I can answer. I don't have a lot of memories, <laughs> but that one I can answer. I mean, I, I, I got a call from my agent saying, uh, you know, we've got an audition for you. Come into the office. It's it's for Batman. I had never watched Batman. Uh, I think I maybe knew Lee Merriweather. Maybe we had done a murder she wrote together. or We may, I, we may have worked together on something, but I, I, I didn't really. And my only connection to um Eartha Kitt was when I was a, a very young you know seven eight nine ten years old I spent all of my summers on my grandparents grape farm in Selma California and my grandparents were Armenian and I spent the entire summer listening to Eartha Kitt's 78 recording of Uskadar, which was a, a Turkish song. I mean, right. they had they had this this it wasn't an album, it was a 78 of Eartha Kitt. And so that's the only thing I knew about her. So I had no frame of reference and I didn't know Batman, but I went in and it was, I think it was probably a 30-second audition. Maybe there were six lines or eight lines, and I just sort of thought, well. I guess, you know, I mean, obviously Catwoman and Batman and blah, blah, you know, I had an, a little idea. So sure. I just I just said it the way I thought I should say it for her and um, I never thought any more about it. And it, I think it was about a month later that they called and they said, well, you've been hired to play Catwoman. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love how with Eartha Kitt, your inspiration wasn't from her Catwoman in the old Batman TV show, but through a song. That was the connection. Oh, but she did talk in that song. She she said something like, uh, 
Uskadar is a little town in Turkey. And in the old days, many women, I don't remember what the line was. Oh, your cat, your cat woman just came out there when you were just that, saying those that's lines. She talked on that line. So maybe that's where I got it from. Maybe that's what well, that actually leads me into my next question, which is, uh, <laughs> did you pull any inspirations for how you portrayed this character? I guess maybe it was from, I never, I, I never thought of the fact that she did talk on that. I think the, her last line was, oh, well, that's Turkey. Or, oh, well, that's something. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe I took that. I don't know. Um, I had already done Stevie Wayne in The Fog. And, uh, you know, people had started. And, you, you know, the interesting thing to me is, when I started my career, I started as a musical comedy performer. And when I first started singing, I was a lyric soprano. And then, you know, by the time I did Rizzo in Greece, uh, I was the original Rizzo on Broadway. I was singing in a, in a lower range. But then when I was hired to do Maud in 1972, and I was working with B. Arthur, who had a very deep voice, I thought my voice was terrible. I thought my voice was over, you know, blah, 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 way up there. And um, it was Stevie Wayne in The Fog that sort of made me aware that, oh, there was this other quality that I could use, I guess. And I'm sure some of that is there in Catwoman. It is. I'll tell you one other story. During the pandemic, I was in New Zealand filming Cowboy Bebop. Okay. and I had a, a lovely hotel room with a, a bedroom and a living room. And I was in the bedroom and I had the TV on in the other room. And I, all of a sudden I, I, I realized, oh, that's that's Batman. But who is that playing Catwoman? What, who is that playing? That's not me. And I went in there and I watched it and I I, I, I took the name of the, the, the episode and I went on IMDb to make because it didn't sound I mean. I didn't and it was, it, but, but it was you, right? It was me. It was wow. me. I didn't recognize my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, like I've heard hints of it already. You, it is a deeper tone, but it's very smooth. It's like almost like silk. Your voice as Catwoman, and that's what always stood out to me as a kid, and still does now. And to so many listeners of this podcast and fans of the show, is it's like that. It's almost like every word is seduction. You know, if I can put it like that, like she just she's in complete control and she knows what she's doing. And yeah, I mean, I love loads of different interpretations of Catwoman because there's been many over the years. But that one has always stood out to me because you just you had nothing but your voice, obviously. And you brought that like that level of just like I said, like smooth, calm, collected uh, cat burglar that's just like, OK, Batman, like I've got you wrapped around my tail now. You know what I mean? Like I've got complete control uh, over you well thank you i'm gonna one of these days i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna figure out i'm gonna say oh look that's <laughs> what he said i did <laughs> and i'm sure everyone who has talked to you about it has has uh, has given so much credit to andrea romano andrea romano who was yes. our, she was our guiding light and um especially in the instant i do remember one instance where because and i'm sure everybody's already talked about this in in other shows but you know we all sat in a circle with the script in front of us but it was just the words we didn't have any storyboards or anything and Andrea was in the booth with the storyboards and I do remember one one scene Catwoman is running across 
the roof of a building and she jumps and she lands, you know, or whatever. And Andrea said, oh, Adrienne, think 10 stories, not three stories. <laughs> you know, it's, it's much higher. Give me a bigger oomph, you know, that kind of thing. And so I owe it all to her. <laughs> That's right, because you've got to do a lot of sound effects as well as obviously the speaking lines, don't you? You've got to do like the punching, yeah. the kicking, the yeah. the like the I don't know, like you said, jumps or like somersaults, whatever. Every time you land that punch, yes. that kick, you've got to go like, yes. and it's got to sound yes. different probably than the last one. Yeah. The plosive of the of the, the breath coming out as you land or whatever, yeah. you know. I'd be hard pressed to do it right now, but yes. <laughs> so was that your first experience in voice acting, experiencing stuff like that? No, I th- no, I think I had done um, in 1984 when my my first son was born, Cody Carpenter, who you may know, you know, from the scoring the Halloween movies and all of that with his dad. Yeah, um, Cody was born, and I didn't want to work full time. And it just dovetailed with my getting a call from an agent who had seen me on a game show. And she said, you know, I think you have a great voice for uh, commercials and animation and things like that. I thought, okay, you know, I mean, this is something I can do and I don't have to go to work six days a week for 12 hours a day while I'm raising my little one. So I went and took an anime, well, I guess it was a voiceover class. Maybe it was animation with Andrea Romano. Right. And, um, and that was sort of the beginning. Then I did a, a series of, uh, I did a lot of books on tape and some commercials. And I did some cartoons, just guest artists on, on various cartoons. I did Miss Simone in Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And in those days, it was, you know, the voiceover industry was quite different than it is now. And agents were basically booking you without you even auditioning. But this was the first series I had ever done. And the only continuing animation I've done. Oh, I did Curious George goes go west young. I've done movies. I've done animation for movies. But Batman was my my first and and obviously the most successful. So with with that in mind being your first series is that was that one of the things that sparked your interest in wanting to to play Catwoman was to be a part of the series or was it to play the character or a combination of both like what sparked your interest in wanting to be Catwoman and how do you feel about the character now as well I think I was just overjoyed to be working in in such a you know a, a wonderful project with such great people and um <laughs> and I always say, I mean, I love doing it because, you know, I didn't have to put on makeup. And yeah, that's a good point. I didn't have to worry about a costume. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. go to the gym first thing in the morning and then just fall by the studio. Yeah, know? no, no, like skin tight onesie for you as Catwoman. <laughs> it, was great, yeah. it was a great gig. It was a great gig. And working with, and, and I think the other thing that I, I remember, uh, one of the things that drew me to it was I had grown up, I didn't watch very much TV, but I watched Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. in mm. I think 77 Sunset Strip, or he had a series. And so it was like, oh my gosh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. I'm going to go work with Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. You know? <laughs> and then of course, when you get there, you never knew who was going to come in. I yeah. mean, Mark Hamill and... Uh, 
uh, you know, uh, Ed Asner, and I mean, people I knew from other other projects and everything, but it was a joy to go to work. And that's and, that seems to be the key word that a lot of people on this show have said is joy. Uh, specifically, again, Diane Persing said joy going to work oh. was such joy. And yeah, I, I like I've watched those episodes. I just uh, in preparation of chatting with you today was watching some Catwoman uh, episodes. And um, yeah, the one we worked with Ed Asner, uh, I watched that one and that was just a fun episode. And Ed, Ed Asner is just amazing. And Ephraim and all these people that you work with. But what do you have? Because the one thing that like I know you guys did was you sat all in a booth when recording it was almost like a mini stage play almost right with it's, yeah it was a, it's a it was a fairly good sized room like a studio and we were each just in a sort of a semicircle and right. uh, each of us was mic'd i did do one episode i was in toronto working on something and so i couldn't you know i couldn't be with the gang and so i did one episode oh i wonder what episode that is i know you wouldn't know oh, but uh, you know, i have i wonder what I that is no idea i have right. no idea uh, you know what else what other thing i was doing in toronto and try and look at the dates and time <laughs> that's i, I mean that's even idea. hard for me and i'm a super fan so don't worry yeah, about i don't have a clue <laughs> <laughs> so um what memories do you have of working on the show is there anything that like pops into your head about working on the show in that booth that you specifically remember i i really i the the only one that really stands out in my mind is the day that andrea guided me through jumping off the roof you know and <laughs> Because, uh, I, I, you know, we we showed up, we all said, hi, good morning, how are you, blah, 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 and then we did the work, and then everybody went their separate ways. It wasn't like you're on a set for eight hours and you're hanging out or things are happening backstage or, or uh, I just remember a sense of, of uh, enjoyment and, and makes me smile. No, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I liked about um, Catwoman in this show is also she was an animal activist. She wasn't just a cat burglar. She wasn't just a thief. She, you know, was uh, against um, entrapment of endangered species, specifically cats, obviously, and wildlife. Um, and I've always thought that's a really cool angle to to go with for the show because it just gives the character more depth and more direction. Um, and I, I, I enjoy that for what it is, obviously, because you're not just going to go, oh, it's a Catwoman episode. She's obviously going to steal something and then something's going to go wrong and then she's going to get caught. You know, it was more like she had a journey that was um, more it's kind of like a bit heroic as well. She wasn't just a, a, a villain. She was also, you know, she was her own sort of... Anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, yes. I like that a yes. lot. Yeah, yes. I do. I do. I do remember one other thing. Selena Kyle is blonde, right? She is. Yes. Yes. That was a shock to me. <laughs> I finally saw it. What? I mean, I just expected her to be look like me. I guess. You know? Right. You, well, you can uh, you can thank Michelle Pfeiffer for that. Oh, is that what it was? She came yeah. first. Yeah, so, well, no, you you did actually, the show did come out uh, before that Batman Returns, that movie that Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. 
but that was the the show was basically designed to kind of be a build up to that movie, right? Like Warner Brothers wanted oh. a kind of tie in something on TV to then connect to the next Batman movie. So, like um, Paul Williams Penguin looked like Danny DeVito's Penguin, and your Catwoman because those are the two villains in that movie had blonde hair like Michelle Pfeiffer did. So you can thank I Michelle Pfeiffer. That. I didn't know that. I just remember. Turning on the TV, or I don't think they showed us anything. I think I just watched it and thinking, oh, <laughs> that's not at all what I expected her to look like. <laughs> and you don't recognize your voice sometimes. So you must have been like, is this a different yeah, show? I <laughs> what I was most taken with about the series, I think, was the art direction. I mean, my gosh, the sets, the the art deco, the, the whole feeling of it is so unique and, and rich and rich and for and i mean i don't know i don't know cartoons that well but i assume that we didn't see much, we hadn't seen anything like that before no it was and really nothing since as well it really was one of a kind and i mean there's it's why i'm talking about it and so many people still talk about it to this day because it's just such a beautiful looking show and your catwoman um I, even though she's blonde as you said uh, regardless of that i think that her costume looked great like the gray like the whole suit um i still see now like hundreds of people cosplaying as that specific Catwoman going to Comic-Cons. I'm sure you probably met some of them. Yes. And the one thing that um, touches me, I guess, is from doing these conventions, I have had many, many, I don't want to say young women because they're not young women now, but many women come up and say that they, they gleaned something from Catwoman that, that enhanced their life, that sort of maybe gave them a little more strength. Yes. Or, you know, that helped them come into their own more. Now, that's not me. That's Catwoman, you know, that's not me. Of course. But it's... It's uh, it's fascinating for me to hear that. And Yeah, and I mean, she's super inspirational. Yeah, yeah. Inspirational is, is a good word, yes. Absolutely, yeah. She's very strong. She's very independent. She wasn't ever a damsel in distress, and she wasn't waiting for Batman to save her. You know, most of the time she was saving herself, which is a, a great characteristic, especially in the 90s for a cartoon, you know, for for a female character. That was that was amazing. Would you ever return to voice the character if offered? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I mean, I'd have to listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there'd be new episodes. And stuff, you know, don't worry. Um, yeah, I think that would be great. I'd have to get her to get her back. I'd have to, you know, but yeah, I'd love to. In fact, I think there was some discussion before Kevin died of I, I don't I don't know of doing something, you know, and but not not easy. Sadly, sadly not a reality. Yeah, you can't you can't really replace just like I don't think you could replace your catwoman. Um, you can't obviously replace the voice of Batman. And speaking of Batman and Kevin Conroy, um, what memories can you share uh, either working with Kevin or even afterwards? It t tends to be a lot of the people, again, reconnected with the with the core cast at Comic-Cons many, many years later. Yes, yes. That's really where I got to know him a little bit. He's, he's a very, um, you know, reserved man, um, not didn't expose himself a great deal 
but that's really where I got to know him. I, I, I barely knew him when we were working, except, you know, just as a, a two actors who were, who were connecting. But the Comic Cons, you know, going out for dinner afterwards, you know, and, and really enjoying him. He was, a, in my mind, a very gentle man and a brilliant actor, mm. um, not just as a voice actor. I don't remember anything specific um, Johnny Glover, I can tell you stories. <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me stories about the Riddler. Tell me stories about the Riddler. Let's hear it. Oh, Johnny, he's just, he makes me laugh. Well, I, I, John Glover is very much akin to you as far as the memories of the show. I've seen him at Comic Cons, um, and he, I mean. Spoiler alert, it's the first time I was saying this, but he might come on this show potentially. I've been in discussions. But um, he's at Comic-Cons and, you know, I've seen clips where Kevin Conroy's answering questions and then John, John just goes, I don't remember that, but I'm so glad that everyone loved, you know, the show oh, and yes. my Riddler yeah. and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, and what a, what a portrayal. So what's some, what's some stories about the Riddler and Catwoman? Oh, then? gosh. <laughs> We were at a Comic Con, but I can't remember the punchline. He came over and he, he was just that he just he just acts silly. He's just he's, I mean we <laughs> we become friends and we socialize when I when I when he's in town and I'm in town and uh, and I always look forward to seeing him. <laughs> and there was, he came over my table and he was like bowing and and you know oh my god Adrian Barbeau and, he was just, <laughs> and then he and then he blew it off with some some insult or something and walked away but <laughs> very funny and you know, he's 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 a delight he's a character absolutely yes um yes. just to just to go back to Kevin Conroy again I know as you said when you were working together you know it was you were two actors connecting and that was essentially the extent whilst working on the show but that's amazing to hear because the chemistry between Batman and Catwoman has to work in order for those two characters to exist on screen. And I've seen a lot of different interpretations of Batman and Catwoman over the years, but your relationship, your Catwoman, his Batman is the one again that I always kind of gravitate towards back to because there's just something and it's just your voices which always fascinates me because you have nothing else but the chemistry between you two was amazing so I guess that's what makes you both such good actors because you just you managed to really find that sweet spot for both those characters and it it, it oozes on the screen when you watch it I think from my point of view I think it had a lot to do with Kevin I mean I was as an actor I was just playing off of what I was getting. You know, I mean, certainly we had the words on the page and the words were, you know, they gave rise to that relationship. Sure. But he was just so good that all, <laughs> I had to, all I had to do was, you know, meet up with him. I guess he was there every day, right? Like he was there yes. every time there was an episode. So um, I've had other people just say that, like, he was that kind of guiding hand for people that were coming in for an episode here and there and such like that. So I guess yes. with you, it, it was no different. Yeah, because actually, when you think about it, I mean, I only did, I think Catwoman's only in maybe A handful seven, of episodes, yeah, something like that in the originals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Kevin was there. I mean, he was the mm. linchpin. 
Absolutely. And there was, I mean, there was even a redesign. Um, Actually, going back to it, because I know listeners will say you didn't say this. uh, You did get your black hair at one point because there was a whole redesign of all the characters in the late 90s. And your Catwoman was then in an all black costume and she had very short, like dark brown or black hair. Um, because obviously the Michelle Pfeiffer phase had had ended at that point. So I'm just saying that because I know listeners would be like, well, you didn't say to her that she had black hair at one point. So, yeah, at one point your character went through a redesign. Was that Gotham Girls? Was that the... Yeah, it was... Yes, that's actually true, yeah. Um, It was was also Batman. They did a redesign, but then that redesign went on to Gotham Girls, which, again, very good segue, leads me into um, just my next question, which is... you. So you worked on Gotham Girls, which was this little mini almost like internet show it was like very short little episodes yeah um which i, I don't didn't remember even... it at all what do you know what diane the... did the same thing <laughs> yeah yeah diane said the same thing and uh adrian i'm in the same boat as you for once because i okay. didn't know this show existed until i spoke to diane oh and really yeah and it was i think it because it was an internet show and it was it was just short little episodes but um i've since seen it and it's it's great it's you know it's it's you it's poison ivy it's batgirl it's uh arlene sorkin holly quinn you know it's amazing and i will tell you i have no recollection (laughs) i don't know did diane say were we all together when we recorded it apparently yeah maybe maybe i do have a, a vision of of the ladies the girls all mm. being in the same room together. You know, it was probably early on in the in internet too. I it mean, was, it, yeah, it, it was. was. It certainly wasn't streaming. It wasn't YouTube. No, it was, it was AOL dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I possible to see it now. I wonder. Are you? I don't know. That's a really good point, actually, because <laughs> obviously, you know, you can watch Batman, you know, on a DVD or you can stream it and stuff like that on like HBO or we actually have it on Netflix over here now. But yeah, I, that's true. I've I, I've only seen it online and I don't think my, the ways I saw it, I can share publicly yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, okay. yeah it was it was a, it was an interesting show it was it was a cool little thing that was done that i didn't even know about so that was cool to find out through this show um so there's other things that i've seen uh you've obviously done tons of roles so i'm only picking these particular ones out because one i was a big fan of like superheroes and comic book stuff as a kid obviously and like action movies um I saw there were some credits for you for like Demolition Man and like Judge Dredd and and the thing and you're like the, <laughs> and obviously the thing but like you end up being this computer voice which I found so interesting because I've watched those movies so many times and did not know that Catwoman was the computer voice in Demolition Man or Judge Dredd or even the Arkham Asylum video game series that was huge. Oh, yes. that, yeah, I, you're I, the yeah. Arkham voice, yeah. the computer. Yeah. John Carpenter's the thing. I'm the the chess the chess computer. I don't know if you've ever ah, seen that. That's, I'm that's crazy. I didn't me. know that. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, my I mean, brother's going to flip. My, so my brother loves the thing. I mean, I love the thing as well, but he's particularly really fond of that film. Um, really interesting. Did not know that. Okay. 
That's really cool. Yeah. I can't watch Again. that scene without thinking about you now. That's funny. Again, I had Judge Dredd. I started getting residuals for this movie called Judge Dredd. And I thought, what is this? <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't remember anything. I sort of remember recording um, Demolition Man, but Judge Dredd, I couldn't. You, you're, you're telling me I played it. It's so funny. I mean, two Stallone <laughs> movies, two Sylvester Stallone movies, almost back to back, where you're this computer voice, which like is is very apparent in the film. Like, there's a there's a lot of times where that computer voice crops up in both of those movies. So that's. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, so, Adrian, can you share uh, what you're working on now? Now the strike is over, what would you? What, what's what's on your radar now? It's on my radar now. Well, I had just finished right before the strike. I had I had guested on two uh, television series. One which has already aired, uh, Harlan Coben's Shelter on Amazon Prime. Um, it was a recurring character if the if the show comes back. Okay. And I and I had just guested on another series for um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but for one of our our major talents. Uh, and um, oh, you can you can tell me off air then because I'll I'm, tell I'm, you I'm, off air. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. off air. And that's supposed to be a recurring. So we'll see if that, you know, it has any, they couldn't finish it because of the strike. So we'll see if they finish that. And then, and um, right now making the festival circuit, I have a short film uh, that's winning some awards called Oddities. And um, I am, I was supposed to in August do another film. Of course it got postponed We're they're just going to pick it up again Um uh, in yeah, right after the first of the year, what I have, what I was, do, what I do do when I'm not acting or writing, is uh, I do video describing for the blind. Do you for uh, for for all the series that you could imagine? You know, television series, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and movies. They they always give me the horror films. So that I, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I am telling you, I you hear my voice describing what's going on on screen in between the dialogue. Oh my God! So uh, he puts his hand to his to his mouth and uh, and turns turns to her with a furrowed brow, and then you see. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I've been doing that for years off and on when I'm not, uh, you know, on camera or, or uh, working on a writing project. And uh, I really enjoy it. That's I, amazing. I get to see a lot of things that I'd never watch um, or, you know, that I just never turn, tune in. And um and I and I enjoy it. So it is using my voice. It's well, you've got to do it. You got to do it for Batman the Animated Series somehow. That would be incredible. Be full circle. It, <laughs> Batman turns to Catwoman with a very exactly. strong That's look. Exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, a very longing look on his face because they'll never get to be together. That's amazing. And, uh, um, during the pandemic, I was working on. Uh, I have a memoir that I wrote. Oh, way back. And unfortunately, I, I didn't write anything about Batman, I guess. I mean, it's a series of stories about my life and all of that sure. and, and the movies and everything. And then that led to a series of, of uh, vampire novels, uh, three 
vampire novels. But during the pandemic, I worked with another, well, I was the original Rizzo in the Broadway production of Grease. Right. And uh, a year ago was the 50th anniversary of the opening of, of Greece on Broadway. Wow. Uh, and so we compiled a book called Greece. Tell me more, tell me more, which is a series of stories from all the actors. Um, we, we spent uh, almost a year putting together a collection of stories. Some of them very funny, some of them very touching from all of the actors who had appeared in the original Broadway production or on Broadway or in the national companies, <clears throat> Jeff Conaway, John Travolta, Mary Lou Henner, uh, Richard Gere, uh, Patrick Swayze. We wow. solicited stories from all of them. Alan Paul from the Manhattan Transfer about their audition, the rehearsal period, what was going on in their life backstage, the romances, uh, opening nights, all of that. And um, we released that. It's called Grease, Tell Me More, Tell Me More for the 50th anniversary of the uh, opening of the Broadway show. And we the, the, the proceeds uh, from the book went to uh, the actor's Actors' Equity for the Actors Fund, you know that kind of thing. Right. So that sort of brought me up to date and got me through the pandemic. I did uh, well. Another no, it wasn't animated when I did it. I did the live action version of Cowboy Bebop, which right. was originally anime. You know. Yeah, and, and on Netflix, uh, right? Yes, on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So I'm keeping busy. I, you I are another, keeping very busy. Yeah. You know, I, I try. You know. I mean. <laughs> We'll see what, what's happening. Oh, and then one of the um, the middle, the, the, the second in the series of three vampire novels, which is called Love Bites, um, <laughs> I have, I have um, written with a co-author, Harrison Smith, who you may, you're not, you're not a horror person. Harrison has directed a lot of horror films oh, that's so so again i wish my brother was on here because he is the horror guy um oh, and he's gonna okay. be he's gonna be kicking himself when i tell him things about like the thing that you <laughs> told me and stuff like that so i i do watch horror and i do know quite a bit but i wouldn't know that name if there's films maybe i'll yeah, maybe I see Death House and, uh, and a whole bunch of them anyway harrison and i uh co-wrote a screenplay based on the, my second novel and then we uh co-wrote the uh, you know a pilot episode and right before the strike we were getting ready to right. you know take it to the network so we'll see if something like that happens and uh, and where can our listeners uh, find you online if you want to be found online yes i am primarily on instagram i Cancelled my Twitter account a long time ago. Well done, well and, done. Because yeah, and, it's getting um, worse and it's getting worse and worse out there on X. It's really getting worse, especially if you're here in the states. <laughs> um, and everything I post on Instagram is linked to Facebook, but I never look at my Facebook page sure. or But my Instagram um, handle, if that's what it's called, is yes, it is. Uh, Lowercase Adrienne A D R I E N N E underscore 
B-A-R-B-E-A-U, and that's me on Instagram. And then I do have a website, which I try to keep up to date, at least with, you know, the projects that I've done or the, the conventions I'm going to do. And that's um, abarbo.com. Okay. And I, I'm not even going to give you my Facebook because I never look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. And I'll include links. If you're links. on Facebook, you can see what I do. And it's, 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 um, it's at the number four and lowercase a barbo at okay. four barbo. That would be, that would be my Facebook Okay, great. I'll, I'll include those links in the episode description as well so people can just click away and find you. Um, well, Adrian, thank you so much for coming on the show um, and taking time to do this. Really a pleasure to talk to you. It's been really great. Uh, again, your your Catwoman is just... I'm trying to make a pun here where I was going to say, like, head and ears <laughs> above the rest, but head and shoulders. <laughs> head and shoulders. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is perfect. Absolutely. Well said. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I think I can speak for all our listeners as well. Thank you for all of your work that you did as Catwoman because it is just uh, outstanding. And yeah, it beats it beats the other Catwoman by my... Oh, actually, before I go, there is there was another question that people are wanting to ask, which is, uh, have you, what do you, th- actually, I'll rephrase this. Have you seen any other people play Catwoman and do you have any thoughts? And this is probably going to be a very diplomatic answer from you, but no, it's a no. question. It's, it's not a diplomatic answer, but it's honest. I haven't. No? I've never, okay. I've never seen any of the films. And, um, <laughs> you know, maybe I saw an episode with Lee that would have been black and white, right? With Lee Way back. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah. But I don't That's know. that's that. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, that just makes your again, your catwoman just the most unique one. So again, thank you, Adrian. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks very much. Perfect, my love. Let's go home. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to that. We hope you enjoyed that. Um, but it was so nice to be able to talk to Adrian. I mean, she did not know, because I actually went through her agent to schedule this chat. I've been chatting with her agent, which was um, so kindly introduced to me uh, via Diane Pershing, which is awesome. She, That's very nice. She put me in touch. Yeah, super, super helpful. So thank you, Diane, because you made that happen. So, yeah, I uh, I had a midnight recording because... I was chatting with her agent and she said, Adrian's only available on this timer on this day. And I said, oh, that's midnight, my time. Any chance I can do a bit earlier? Um, If not, that's okay." And she came back with, appreciate you staying up late. (laughs) I was like, all right. So it's free, right? We're not paying them to be on here or anything. Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. So um, was happy to stay up. But Adrian didn't know. And she's like, wait, where are you? Like in the world? I was like, um, you know, like South London area. And she's like, what time is it there? <laughs> Knowing hey, how night, far. Motherfucker. Yeah. I'm she's tired. like, oh, <laughs> she's like, let's do this then. I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do this. So, but what was really nice is that it was just such a lovely chat as everyone just heard. She shared as much as she could remember, but also shared some really cool things that I didn't know. Like I had no idea that she at one point was married to John Carpenter for mm, quite a few yeah. years so and, cool. has, and has a kid with him. Yeah, and she's the voice of the the computer, the chess machine. 
the chess machine and the thing. I know, yeah. I told you that right away. I wish you were there for some of this stuff because she was bringing up some horror movies and I was like, oh, I, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. And I, I can't remember specifically what they were, but um, I'm sure you probably would have known. I probably would have known all of them. Yeah, you probably would have. Talking but, about, uh, she, we're talking about John Carmen. We're talking about The Fog or anything like that? Uh, I think she, yeah, she was in The Fog, yeah. Um, and she was in some other ones like Swamp Thing. She was in and uh, Escape from New York. She was also oh, in Oh, of course well. she's in Escape from New York, yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. Just didn't know that connection to John Carpenter. And going through just the other creds that she had, like she was also the voice of the computers in Arkham Asylum in the game. That's cool. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Uh, she's also uh, more voices for computers in Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. Ah, which... very cool. Man, I haven't seen either of those movies in a long time, but I loved Demolition Man as a kid. Me too. I love Demolition Man. And she said that she didn't remember much, but she said that every now and then she gets a like residual check. She's like, what the hell is Judge Dredd? But okay, I guess I was in it, which is very funny. And then she goes on, we were talking about Catwoman, like she found inspiration for her Catwoman voice from Eartha Kitt, who played Catwoman in Batman 66. Mm. However, it was not from her Catwoman, but from a song that Eartha Kitt sang back in the day. And I find that really funny that she got her like silky, deep, like sexy Catwoman voice from Catwoman, but not from her performance on Batman, but from a song that she sang. That's very cool. That's very funny. Another cast member that we've had on this show that talked about being on Batman the Animated Series and the word that can summarize it is joy. Adrian said the same thing. She said, whenever I think about being on that show, going to work, joy is the word that comes to mind, which I think is really lovely. And also another cast member had no idea that the show was a hit until a few years ago when attending Comic-Cons and seeing the like the reactions that people gave her. She said that she's had so many women, both young women and women of you know middle age and stuff, come up to her and tell her what an inspiration her Catwoman was to them when they were younger, you know, as such a, a role model of... Um, someone that's not a damsel in distress you know she's always handling herself she's got the upper hand on batman most of the time she is just yeah she's a powerhouse character and i think that adrian really just embraced that so that was really cool to to learn about that she said she'd love to return to the voice of the character if asked although without kevin uh that would be quite hard she said mm. but totally understandable um but she'd love to return she said she um she heard her voice one time as catwoman because her kids were watching batman the animated series back in the 90s and she's like who's doing the voice of catwoman that's not me and she had to like sit down and listen for a while and then was like oh my god that is me like she didn't even recognize her own voice and it is true like you hear in the recording her voice is nothing like catwoman's no right? i like, mean it's not when you told me it was this actress, I've seen her in loads of things. I was like, wow, really? I, I would never expect this person to be Catwoman. Yeah, but what was so funny is she was like, she was finding her voice because as you heard at the top of this episode, you know, she did a little intro and um, she gave me so many takes, which I really appreciate. She kept on like feeling like it wasn't right. So she's like, let me do that again. Let me do that again. And it was amazing. And she even said like, you know, this is what um, Andrea Romano probably went through with me and trying to like find my character again. But she... I played for her the first line of dialogue she ever said in the show, which is Catwoman talking to um, Isis saying, perfect, my love, let's go home, as they, like, take mm -hmm. the, the pearl necklace. And I saw her, like, hear it. She's like, okay, okay. And she's like, perfect, my love, perfect. And she was sinking uh, deeper and lower. And then she said, 
Batman. And the way she exhaled when she said Batman, I was like, holy shit, that's Catwoman. It was crazy. When we did uh, with the Poison Ivy, like that was uh, crazy. With Diane Pershing? Yeah, that was crazy. With Diane Pershing with Poison Ivy. And she just suddenly, like the moment she delivered that line, I was like, and you're I was like, oh, that's Poison Ivy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just amazing talent and that's why they were picked so the uh, the last thing i wanted to talk about with you is she also said that what she's been doing for the last 10 years that has paid really well and continued to come back to over and over again is she is the voice recording for netflix for the blind which i think is crazy cool so she narrates the on-screen actions and emotions and she said that like what a lot of things that she learnt from voice acting, she's applied to it because obviously yeah, you have to you have to describe what's happening on screen, which the things aren't spoken. So it's like so and so looks at the other person with a like bewildered look that looks like his heart has just sank into it, you know, into his into his ass. I was going to say, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart sank into my ass. <laughs> so and so is now in the hospital. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's really cool. And I also said to her, well, you know what? Uh, Batman the Animated Series is on Netflix in the UK, in Ireland, and Australia. So maybe you could be the for the blind uh, narrator for that. She's like, that's a great idea. That'd be fun. So who knows? That is fun. Yeah. So a big thank you to Adrian for coming on the show. Um, so everyone go check out, check out her book and her latest TV shows that she was talking about. Plus follow her on socials and visit her website. All of the links in the description below. Yeah, go check it out. All right, bud. So we have, coming up next, we have The Clucking for our episode review that we're going to do. And then I was thinking of having Ben come back on to review Batman Returns for me because it's the festive season and technically it can be considered a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. So you can have a little break because I know you're working hard, so you'll probably appreciate a little break in between. need a break to wrap your presents. You need a break to wrap my presents, so I'll happily let you do that. And then I was thinking... The final episode of the year, close to Christmas. What do you think about doing Batman the Animated Series toy review episode? Sure. Yeah, Christmas time, toys. Yeah, I think that would be really great. And we were thinking about doing another ranking episode, right? Because then instead of just saying, well, look at this toy, because obviously we're an audio-only podcast, so Mm. we don't want people to be like, yeah, okay, cool, I can't see what you're looking at. So yeah, we're not going to rank all of them, because that would be crazy. But How many of them are there? Um, I don't know. I would do like the main line, like all the main villains, you know, I wouldn't do all of the like different suits that they are, you know, like there's one uh, Joker one that's in like a darker purple and stuff like that. Maybe do jetpack Joker, you know, I'll allow for some things, but I'm not going to do like camouflage Batman and ice Batman and this Batman and this Batman. It's just that would be way too much. And then the same for Robin. It would just be endless. I remember there was like um, an orange Batman I liked. It was like a scuba Batman or something like that. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Well, I'll, you know, if there's ones from I our childhood. playing with toys in the bathtub. I would bring mini G.I. Joes in or I'd bring like a full-on 12-inch G.I. Joe like in the scuba gear. And I would bring our giant rubber shark in the, in the tub and I would just play Jaws in the bathtub. With Batman. <laughs> yeah, and I think Batman got involved a couple of times. Yeah, um, so <laughs> we're not going to rank these toys in a bathtub for this episode. Ah, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. But yeah, we will definitely... Just I chuck think me in a fun. big bathtub with my tits hanging out and all the bubbles and then hand me the toy and I'll play with them in the tub and I'll give you my live rating. 
As a 33-year-old. It'll be a video podcast. As a 33-year-old near 300-pound man, just giving you my rating. Um, I think that, yeah, we'll do the classic toys. So the the villains, obviously the main heroes, some of their, like, different outfits that they have, which, you know, for nostalgia purposes. And then, of course, we've got the main vehicles, the Batmobile, the Batwing, stuff like that. So I think that would be really cool. And that that will be us then done for the year. I think that would be the best way to close it out for Christmas. And then I think we should take a little break. Obviously, we've got the holiday season and going into it's January. It's holiday season. So ho dee and duck. And Batman's gonna suck on your suck cock. Suck on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I just exactly at 12 o'clock, King. Next episode. He'll be choking on your dick now. He'll um, be gurgling on your big fat balls. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be gurgling on your big fat balls. <laughs> He's got yeah. a big fat sack. <laughs> 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 Okay, I think that uh, that will be uh, the way we're going to close out this year. And then we'll come back probably in like mid-January. I think we'll have a good solid break and then come back in mid-Jan. So there's a schedule for everybody so they know what we're doing. So if they're going to check their phones, they're like, why is there no episode this week? It's because we need a break too, motherfuckers. Please keep on listening to us. (laughs) (laughs) You break the flow of it and we'll lose listeners. Well, around the Christmas time and stuff like that, I think people, you know, are spending time with their families and not listening to tons of podcasts. So we'll Loses. probably be all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do you need a family when you have us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to meet you in person. Just get, well, let's keep this relationship. You as listener <laughs> and me as talker. All right. It's our first game of the day, which is Ace the Bat Sound. This is a game that we play with you, the listener. Each week I'll play a brief music clip from the show and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week we had this music clip. don't know here's a clue of a voice clip from that episode where tracks and golf balls roll and wind round colored banners of all kind here new instructions you will find you've come to the right place mr mcwarter you won't be able to find me just follow the sound of my voice All right, it's the Wish.com Riddler, the PG-rated Saw villain himself. It is Josiah Wormwood from the Cape and Cal Conspiracy. You looking forward to seeing that episode again, bud? Yeah, I am. I hope it holds up as much as I used to enjoy that episode. It was just, I always remembered it as a random, non, I guess, quote-unquote, important episode of Batman the Animated Series, since it didn't have a, 
you know, a main super... It didn't have no super villain. It's just a dude in a turtleneck that's causing yeah. some ruckus. Yeah, that's true. And also, it's the first appearance of the bat signal in this show, in this episode. So that would be cool to uh, to see. And along with all of that, I will leave you... I don't think you know this. Oh, I know how I'll put it to you. There is a Lord of the Rings actor that features in this episode as well. Is it Gimli? It is Gimli, yes. Um, he's the voice of one of the characters in that episode. So we'll get to I'm that. mine! <laughs> A cowl, a cape and cowl. <laughs> a bat. <laughs> so we'll get to that in due course. All right, here's a musical clip for next week's episode where you'll have to name the episode that the music is from. Toss me. this episode we have we have done we haven't reviewed it but we've done a musical clip from it before but it's for a particular character a character that um is the name of a alfred hitchcock film there we go that's how i'm gonna leave that clue for y'all there character that's the name of an alfred hitchcock film Mm -hmm. there's not too many alfred hitchcock films that are just someone's name yeah but i'm not it's not a normal name it's not like it's john davis or something like that <laughs> i'm thinking about it you have to wait till next week bud to find out okay just tell me what it is it's no that's someone's name that's a tough one well sounds like this is a retired part of dc comics am i right oh nice tie-in now that which, you know which rumors are is might be making a comeback oh really oh that'd be mm. cool Maybe will that be cool? No, it's never. It's yes. never good, is it? What are you talking about? Isn't that where Sandman started? Isn't that um, where uh, American Vampire was? Yes, like there's a lot it of was. great stuff that came out of that. I was thinking of Dark Horse. That's what I was thinking. They're of. still around. I worked for them. <laughs> well, they they made Sin City. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> and all those great Star Wars books. Dark Horse. All right, buddy. I was wrong. Oh, okay. And and I worked with them recently with the Kevin Smith uh, comic I drew the cover for. They're a great company. Okay, well, cool. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a piece of shit. (laughs) Let's get into our next category of the day, which is You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by messenger. You've got mail. Thank you, Alfred. All right, this is where I take all of your comments, your emails, and particularly your podcast ratings and read them out on the show. So we first up, we have two people that dropped some money in our tip jar. But yes. So first we've got uh, Sasha Myers, who dropped 50 pounds into our tip jar, which wow. is super generous. Uh, no note or anything, just sent the money, which um, I don't know if that was... Uh, on purpose not to leave a note or maybe you didn't see it sasha but thank you so much regardless because super helpful and that helps us keep the lights on here in the pod cave yes thank you so much and also we um actually got 
so much uh, people giving us money recently that it's helped paying for you and I seeing each other on Sunday because we decided that we were going to have a Thanksgiving dinner between you and I and our partners as you just watch Friends and I was feeling nostalgic about America. So now uh, that costs a little bit less to buy the turkey and the booze Absolutely. and all that. So thank you so much. So I hope you know that that money's going to us having a lovely time. Yes, because we that's... provide you all with a lovely time. So it goes both ways, you see. <laughs> your turkeys. Yeah, your goddamn turkeys and your goddamn freaking marshmallow yams. <laughs> well, Sasha may not be from America. We don't know. No. Um, but yeah, we've uh, also had £20 dropped into our tip jar by listener Rob Ailing, who has written in a few times before. Rob, thank you so much. Rob did leave a note and said, All right, lads, enjoy some pints on me. I look forward to your appointment in Crime Alley episode review, which I personally think is underrated. Keep up the cracking work on the podcast. Thank you so much, Rob. That's really nice. Thank you so much, Rob. I will enjoy pints on you. Yeah, that's true, because that will go towards, again, our our Thanksgiving meal, which I I know that we're late on Thanksgiving, but it was, you know, it was a time that we could make work. And by the time this episode comes out, Thanksgiving was a week ago, so everyone's thinking about Christmas. But we had a nice time, I'm sure. By the time this episode comes out, we had a lovely time, and thank you for the money, because that helped us. I'm looking forward to my wife's pumpkin pie. I've never had pumpkin pie before, so... I'm looking forward to eating your wife's pumpkin as well. Uh, Don't you (laughs) eat my wife's pumpkin pie? You stay away from my wife's pie. <laughs> All right. And then we have a listener, Mr. Orange on YouTube, who says, Sir, will you please calm down? We're delivering a baby in the next room. <laughs> Mr. Orange, is that a reference to Reservoir Dogs? Because that's a great movie. Probably, yeah. That's from our uh, Mask of the Phantasm review when the, the guy who's yeah. Joker Toxin in the in the hospital, which was, was good fun. And then we have a uh, listener, Dan Johnson, who emailed us. He said, hey, guys, long time listener here. First time writing in. Just want to say that your podcast is excellent and have loved every episode you guys put out. Your episode reviews are hilarious and your guest interviews are amazing. Just saw that you might get Adrian Barbeau to come on, which would be incredible. Well, guess what, Dan? You're on that episode where Adrian is on it. Your dreams have come true, Daniel. I'm also really looking forward to your toy episode. Question for you both. If you could have one character as a toy from Batman the Animated Series that isn't a toy yet, who would it be? P.S. Meant to leave you a podcast review as well. Dot, dot, dot. Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did they ever make a, a toy of, like, Scarface? That would have been a cool one to have as a kid. Wow, that's... No, they didn't. That's a great idea. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Um, who would I want? Man, Scarface is a really good choice. Now I feel like there's more pressure, because I was going to be like, I don't know, Maxi Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who would I want? They've done Condiment King, which is funny. It's just I would like want a... a figure of the... Uh, security guard that's desperate to go to the bathroom um, during the Invisible Man <laughs> with a panic look on his face. That would be funny. Um, I think, or, uh, or uh, the Tommy No Socks or whatever he was called. Oh, the gangster, yeah, the gangster with the stinky feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's oh, a really tough I've one. got mine. Rupert fucking Thorn. That's the oh, that's such a good shout. Yeah. Oh, I've, that's such a good shout. I would want a Rupert Thorne toy. 
Yeah, because he was in it loads. You know what, bud? You've, I, there's no one that I'm going to think that's better than that. I mean, I Scarface. I Scarface and Rupert Thorne, I think I smashed this game. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you smashed this game. So, uh, yeah, the, those are my answers as well. I can't think of anything better. Also, just have to say, I didn't tell you this um, up top, but the amount of listeners, because I put out on our socials, just on our Instagram, actually, on a story, which was up for only 24 hours, saying we might have Adrian Barbeau on the show. Could you please write in any questions? Buddy, I had 238 questions wow. sent to me in 24 hours from our listeners, which is, and that's just on Instagram, um, which we have a decent following in there, but it's our TikTok is our, our biggest following that we have. And thank you so much to everyone that did that. I felt like I was at the bloody post office at one point because I was literally sorting through all of these. And what I had to do was there were so many questions that were great, but they were all very similar. So I just kind of like took the the ones that people asked the most. Exactly. And I asked Adrian those. So thank you, everyone. I could not give you shout outs because I would have kept Adrian for another hour if I was giving shout outs. But just know that the questions I asked were the biggest ones. So thank you, everyone, for writing in those questions. And if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now, as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we might read it out on the pod at the end of each episode. And please subscribe or follow us on your podcast catcher of choice if you haven't yet already. Also, you can follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere but the app formerly known as Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod One, and that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman, the animated series podcast. You're goddamn right. In the description of this episode, you'll find a tip jar where you can give us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. As we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson. And you can also follow Will on all his socials, see what he's working on, and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere on the internet at Robson Inc. And that's Robson I-N-K. And you can stay up to date with whatever I'm drawing and writing. And if you want to check out my comic outbreaks, then you can go to www.speechcomics.com. Link in the description below as well, as always. All right, it's our last chat of the day, which is what you're putting in your holes. Buddy, what are you getting lubed up and sliding into your holes to keep <laughs> you satisfied? I watched a terrible Christmas movie yesterday, and it was so bad that I could not stop watching it. Oh, you're very forgiving with Christmas movies. It's like the only genre where you're like, I don't care if it's bad, it's Christmas, so I enjoy yeah, it for the most I part. I watched the whole, yeah, usually I would turn, like never choose it. I watched the whole thing. It, it's a new Netflix movie called Best.Christmas.Ever. Oh. And it stars the uh, lady in the second austin powers movie the american america woman heather something heather graham i don't know maybe who's 53 yeah no i i nailed that heather graham yeah she's also in boogie nights in the movie she's married to um jason biggs from uh apple pie who's 45 american pie he fucks an apple pie (laughs) and it's a movie about it's the i don't know it was just so freaking weird it was like they are traveling to see like her sister for Christmas, but then they stop in to see an old friend of theirs and they're like, oh, she's got like the 
most perfect life. Like she can like sing, and the, and the person they're talking about is like some singer from the nineties. Like uh, Brandy, do you know who that is? Yeah, I know who Brandy is. Yeah, I've heard yeah, of Brandy. So yeah, Brandy's like she's like oh she's got the perfect life. So then she starts snooping, being like maybe she's lying. Maybe her life isn't so perfect. Meanwhile, a huge subplot is oh my daughter is the youngest person to ever go to Harvard. She's like I don't know eight or something like that. And she's in a subplot with all the other kids to see if Santa Claus is real. And it's just, oh, it's just such shit. And then that sounds like, terrible. There's, like, there's a guy at one point that's just ridiculously in shape where you're like this, like, it's like meet my husband. And he's just like cut from fucking marble. You're like that. And like eating pumpkin pie. Uh-uh. No motherfucker that cut <laughs> is eating pumpkin pie. <laughs> that dude just eats like a bowl of rice every day. That's it. Like, I, I, I why is that? You need to let me finish this because this is just a well. This me. let me jump in for a second right. here. Why has no one sent in the Robson Rant jingle yet? Because when you go hot, you went hot at the beginning of this episode yeah. with about like Thanksgiving. Now you're going, you're on a rant again. Please, someone send in a Robson Rant, like some sort of jingle or something. I don't know. It could be literally like two seconds. I don't care, but I need that button to press when he's doing this. Continue your rant. So it's your your bog standard Christmas movie to begin with, which is, you know, it's like the classic hallmark, like there's a lady that's like, and she has a, a high stressful job in the city and she's got to go have like, she doesn't want to, but she goes and has a smaller Christmas in a smaller town and she, you know, has a great time. And in the end, her career all works out, which is exactly what happened in this movie as it happens with all those hallmark movies. But there was a point during the movie where she's like, I've been building a, a, a solar powered hot air balloon. And I was, I was like, what? Like who needs that? Like <laughs> vacationers and, and people like that have just gotten married. Like what are you, a solar powered hot air balloon? It's such a niche thing. And it stopped working and they're like, oh no, what are we going to do? And the guy's like, oh, well I went, I studied engineering at school. So she just like lifted the bottom of the hood. I was like, there you go. I, I've done this now and it's all fixed and it's great. I'm like, bullshit that you just <laughs> and we're like i've solved i've solved solar power energy by the way this is all that fucking night as well which is ridiculous <laughs> i'm like where's the solar ain't no power that's why and then that solar power thing they did it so that they could fly over a fucking christmas parade with like a little santa like sleigh below it and the kids look through a binoculars and they see it and they're like, whoa, Santa exists. I'm like, fuck off. Just do you not see the giant hot air balloon above you with a huge glow up star shining? Like you're going to Harvard and you can't see that there's a hot air balloon above you? What the fuck? And it was just full of other absolute. Oh, Santa Claus is in the movie at one point and like he like disappears like like a magical like wisp. Who plays Santa? Anybody? Some old like, fucking guy in a Santa costume. <laughs> and like she, he's like, oh, you did really good this year, lady from Austin Powers. And she's like, thanks. <laughs> <Lady. I didn't laughs> she's like, groovy, baby. Name. <laughs> and then you just hear like the sound of like a, a, a what are they called? Uh, uh, what's the, the twinkly things? What are you talking about? The, the, the twinkly things? In, the t- musical instrument where you like, it goes like... Dee, 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 dee. Oh, I don't like wind know. Chimes. Yeah, something like that, but they're not wind chimes, but I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. That that kicks in, and then he just literally disappears into the mist, and I was like, the, the, nothing in this movie ever said that we needed 
It's like Christmas with the Crank when the sand is real at the end. I'm like, why? Stop it. It's just stupid. I gave it like a one out of 10. It was so bad. Ooh, that is bad. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear your next Christmas movie review on something you haven't seen. Please, someone do the Robson Rant jingle. Please, it someone made, out there. It makes that movie last year with that, uh, what's her name? La, Liv, La, Lu, Lisa, Lisa La. La 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 la. <laughs> what are you talking about uh, now? The, the main girl from Mean Girls. Oh, um, oh no, screw you. I can't remember her name Lee either la now. Lu, la, Lindsay oh, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> la 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 la. Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That made her Christmas movie actually look good. Oh yeah, that was a terrible movie. I remember watching that because you're like, yeah, it's not bad. And I was like, this is hot garbage. And that's when I realized you had no meter for Christmas movies. Like there was oh, yeah. usually oh. like little gets by you as far as like you allow it. You know what I mean? Like you're oh, you're watching I'm movies. Such a hard critic. You are a hard critic. Christmas movies. So this oh, movie must have been mention... so bad if you yeah. actually hated it. By the way, the whole time she's like, you've got the perfect life, and then she realizes that like her son is dead. And she's like, I didn't know he was dead. And she's like, yeah, I guess I don't have the perfect life. I'm like, why didn't you just tell her? Like, you're staying for Christmas. The child is not there. He might be fucking dead. And guess what he was? And at the end, and then she's like, oh. Merry oh. Christmas. Yeah. And then I noticed Your son that. is dead. Yeah. And then I noticed that Brandy's coming out with a brand new Christmas album in 2023. I'm like, oh, that's why you did this motherfucking piece of shit. Right. Okay. Well, um, what I mean, dare I ask, what else you're putting in your holes besides this? Try and keep uh, it to a, a minimal description. All right. Like I don't need another curb rant. Your, curb your enthusiasm. Uh, I'm on the eleventh season now, uh, so I'm wrapping that up. And I just started watching The English Office again, and oh, it's just so fucking funny. It's just so good. No wonder he launched a career. Ricky Gervais in episode one of The English Office is just unbearably hilarious. It's something else. Like, his deliveries and everything. Come on, mate, you gotta eat that. There's starving people in the world, which I hate, and looks at the camera. <laughs> and like, oh, just everything he says is just so uncomfortable. It's just, it's brilliant. It's a masterclass of work, so... You know, there's a reason why that dude ended up becoming who he is because it's just it's just perfection. I love it so much. How about well, you? when I'm when am I putting in my holes? Well, we did the Goose Show, didn't we, last week? That's why we yeah, were baby. together, which was good fun. And they played two songs that I really wanted to hear live, which was awesome and um, great to be back in a jam band environment that doesn't exist over in here in England. And we were the only English people in London in that gig. <laughs> yeah. It's like we walked into another world, just walked in, everyone's like, hi there, welcome to Ghost. I'm like, oh, I know. Hello. And that one guy who, like, befriended us, and he had a New York yep, Yankees hat on. Mike. Jam band Mike, and Mike was like, I'm from New York. And I was like, really, I'd never guess. And I looked at his hat, and he'd like, he was like, oh, yeah. And it was like that English and American humor not blending in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, that was a bit sarcastic for, for just meeting me, huh? But yeah, that was a really good time. I had a lot of fun doing that. It was oh, a strange so I... world where I could talk to, like, I just started talking to random people. Or, no, random people started talking to me. Yes, and they'd they did, be like, which I they, thought, I was like, that's the wrong person to talk to. Yeah, but they were asking me interesting questions. They were like, do you like John Mayer in uh, Dead and Car? I'm like, I do like John Mayer in Dead and Car. I actually <laughs> think he's quite a good addition. And his guitar playing is very Jerry Garcia. They're like, I agree. And they're like, this is my, like, and they're like, just started talking about, like, oh, I saw Government Mule the other day. Oh, I love Government Mule. I used to grow up watching them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, bye, stranger. 
I just I remember that conversation we had in the smoky area. I walked away. I was like, "What is happening?" Like <laughs> you said to me, "You're like, where the fuck am I?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I don't. I've never had this conversation with other human being ever." Um, so yeah, that was good fun. Other things we watched Batman Returns, which obviously we've just been hinting at uh, throughout this episode. I watched the Arrest of Lessons in Chemistry on Apple, which is really good. Really enjoyed that. Watching that with my partner. What else? Uh, the Punisher. I watched Thomas Jane's The Punisher last night. Because I haven't I seen it. Hear in what ages. you're thinking. <laughs> this is a weird song to play. I'm gonna <laughs> sing you a song that will try and kill you. And the, what's so funny about that is he opens up his case and it says the camera zooms in and it says Harry Heck. So you're like, oh, okay, that's the character from the mo- from the comics that they're obviously putting in. And then later on, after he sings his song. Punishes like you got a name, stranger, and he turns the case around and point, and the camera looks at Harry Heck again. I was like, we know <laughs> you've shown us already. We don't need to see it again. <laughs> that boy Frank Coss was like, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so mad all the time. Uh, yeah, he... So Thomas Jane is it was a good Punisher. That movie is weird. So first of all, I started yeah. it. And about two minutes in, I was like, I know what happens and I don't care about all of this build up. Get to the death of the family. Mm-hmm. So I skipped. It takes 22, 23 minutes to get to the murder of his family. Mm-hmm. So all of that is just like, I love you. And oh, and you're giving up your life as a FBI agent or whatever he was. And you got John Travolta and all of his family. So I watched the murder scene, which is so brutal because literally like the first person he sees being shot is his mum and he's like mum and then he's just like over that instantly Roy Schneider is his dad from Jaws which is cool and that that whole sequence it's not just his wife and kids that are killed it's it's his whole whole fucking family and there's kids there's like one sequence where there's a family hiding underneath this house and this guy just hears them looks at them and just like blitzes his Uzi into it and you're like wow that guy's just murdered like two kids Mm. along with the parents and loads of people getting fucked up there's a guy who tries to escape on the motorcycle he gets fucked up the guy who tries to escape on a sailboat i was like dude you're going so slow you're gonna get shot immediately you're an idiot hoist the sail we gotta get out of here <laughs> why is there no wind god damn we it run out run him. we got 25 minutes but you know what there's some great like deaths Punisher kills some people in some really cool ways in that movie. I love the sound the guy makes when he gets his hand stabbed into his side, and mm. then he takes and he goes, oh, and then yeah. he, like he goes like, whoa, yeah, as yeah, it gets yeah. stabbed in, and then there's a knife straight into his jaw, and then he's like, ah, as it's yeah. like through oh, his that mouth. One's the, the whole, that one's dope. Ah, yeah, I remember that. And when he sees John Travolta, and he's like, I made you kill your wife. I made you this. I killed your. And he's like, you killed my son. And then you hear no, and the explosion. And he goes both of them and i'm like oh that's fucking cool so it's got its merits but it's not a punisher movie it's the best it's the best one we have but it's nowhere near like i did not like the netflix tv show he's too smart right it's too clever yeah Uh, punisher would not do all this stuff you know punisher is just a a jarhead running in uh guns blazing but yes i recently was actually considering of sending a pitch to marvel because you know how Frank Castle isn't the Punisher right now? Oh, I didn't um, know that. No, I haven't read comics some, of Punisher in ages. Right. Some new guy. And I actually was about to put this pitch together that the Punisher comes back, but instead of having a skull as his logo, he's denounced it because you know how that skull's become like a gross part of like American culture where like gun nuts use it. I think police use the, the 
symbol to secretly show to each other that they're like you know racist cops and like crooked right stuff. Oh, that's that's so not cool. <laughs> Marvel has tried to distance themselves from that logo because it's become kind of like a right wing iconic logo. Right. Uh, I thought it'd be funny is the skull is the symbol of death, right? It's it's a it's a fucking skull. Yeah. Well, Punisher basically kind of took a break from being Frank Castle and, and realized maybe me showing like death is not the answer because now I'm affecting society in a negative way of people that shouldn't be taking the shit into their own hands doing it. What if I, I chose the symbol of life? So there is actually a symbol of life. I can't remember what it is uh, off the top of my head, but I had Frank Castle come back and he's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to punish motherfuckers. Just like I was doing, but I'm not going to kill any of them. So he's Batman. Um, no, he's not Batman because he's not going to go in like punch blazing or anything like that. He's going to do the shit that he did in that Punisher movie. The really cool trickery and fuck uppery. Because, oh, right. for instance, that interview scene where he uses... Fuck uppery. The... <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> that interview is like... The Punisher movie is a cool fucking movie. It just didn't... It's not what you want from day one Punisher. But picture that Punisher using that lollipop when he thinks he's burning somebody, but he's not burning them at all. Yeah, that's I good love stuff. shit like that. I yeah. also love Punisher going into like a powerful person's life, making them believe that like their best friend is betraying them, their wife's against them, all that stuff, causing them to kill these people, but not him. I really love so that. Jig- so kind of like Jigsaw. Like that's what Jigsaw does in the Saw movies, well, no, right? Because, like- no, because he's putting... He's capturing people and putting them in death machines. Yeah, I'm not saying he's putting them in death traps, but he's making people do the killing and make a choice instead yeah. of obviously him being the one who's pulling the trigger. You know, I mean, it's not a bad idea, yeah. My whole And my whole shtick was just like, people say like, there are things much more worse than death. And that's what his new shtick was. He's like, oh, no, right. I like that. That's a cool hook. It's yeah. like, there are. Like, sure. Killing these people is a mercy, actually. I'm putting these fucking cunts out of their misery. Well, you know what? They need to be punished and they need to fucking acknowledge that they're being punished. And his whole shtick is like, I'm going to get them to the point where they beg me for fucking mercy. Like, please right. stop what you're doing. Stop. Put me out of my misery. Me. Yeah, And yeah. I will say no. And that's to me <laughs> is Frank fucking Castle. Yeah, so that no, my... that's okay. You've just sold a ticket now with that, that end <laughs> of the pitch. Uh, so that's something why well, I, I mean, I'm, I've, I'm thinking of pitching it to them, but the new Punisher kid, I think that that book's doing really well. So I, so I no one out there steal this <laughs> if you're still thinking pitching that. Yeah, well, I mean, they took the, uh, the uh, Punisher War Machine already, so what can you do? Yeah, what can you do? Um, yeah, so it was it was an enjoyable movie for what it was, but I'm still stunned that Marvel can't get the Punisher right. Like, they just haven't done a, a good job. Like, they tried going completely in, like, a comic book way with that Punisher Warzone film. That didn't work. The, Pun- t- the Punisher TV show was fucking boring. I didn't um, like it. And I know a lot of people like it. And that per- the, the showrunner of that is going to be taking over the Daredevil show now, which I'm a bit concerned about. But Oh, great. There's a I know what I'm putting there. on to fall asleep. <laughs> I also, um, I don't like John Berthnall as Frank Castnell. I think he'd be a great a Wolverine. Wolverine. Yes, he, yeah, that guy, be. when he goes in berserk mode, yeah, and I could yeah, see yeah. that dude loving Jean Grey and like being really yes. pissed at like a Scott Summers it's, guy. It's, it's Shane from Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, oh my God. And, I, and what's his face? Rick would be a, a pretty good Cyclops, yeah. to be honest with you. That would be just pretty good. I could see John Berthold just screaming, let's go, Bob. You know, like, and yes. like, getting all like hyped yes. up like that. I'm all for that. Frank Castle, no, I don't know. 
I like my Frank Castle a bit more. Doesn't say fucking shit. Like it's all in his head. Like I like the the indoor. Uh, I mean the inside narration, the film noir. It should yes. be a bit more noir. Which this know? movie did have. Like you do yes. get the narration from Thomas Jane, and he sounds great. And like I know they did that laundry Thomas Jane Punisher like YouTube mini movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that laundromat thing, which was fun. But like he looks the business in this movie. Like he got fucking jacked in this movie. And when you see him in that trench coat with the Punisher logo underneath it. I was he like, oh, great. that's the pun. He looks yeah. so good there. And he's got the Colts in like the the holsters. He looks really cool. And then also at the end with the bow and arrow and like the bulletproof vest with the, the oh, skull I painted on. With he the looks bow and arrow at the end. He looks dope. so cool. Yeah. And I really appreciate in the movie when he goes in and he's taking guys out, he gets shot multiple times, like in the vest. And I appreciate he wasn't like uh, you know a superhero going in and like nothing's gonna phase me like even mm-hmm. no matter how good of a, a, a like a war machine he is he's still gonna get shot you know like and i, I appreciate I just, seeing that you know what like fucking at this point just get the guy who made john wick to make the next punisher movie you know what i'm there saying you go that just give be, me that's the movie just yeah. give me something that my wife wants to watch because she now likes action movies she's like i don't give a shit about a plot she's like she liked john wick because they killed a dog i'm in I'm like, what yeah. if they killed his children? She's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they and die every day. <laughs> they shoot his dog, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the action. I, I want to see Punisher just going in somewhere, fucking taking people out and somehow surviving, just somehow always getting through it and taking yeah. bullets and stuff. I don't need this someone that's got PTSD from being in a war. I no. don't need fucking the over comic book if i could just get my sometimes i wish i could just get my hands on god fuck all of that yeah the guy's family's been killed so he just that's says enough. i'm gonna fucking kill everybody in new york city that wants to kill people that's it that's all you need it's like john wick yeah. they kill my dog i'm gonna fucking kill him yeah, <laughs> done yeah don't need to know what's going on too much in there well another robson rant for you everybody um <laughs> I've also finally to finish uh, what I've been putting in my holes. The new Invincible is still very good. I just watched the uh, there's four episodes now. I watched the fourth one today. Still an excellent show. Really enjoying that. And the new season of Fargo. I watched the first two episodes and goddamn Fargo is back. Is it my opinion? I might might watch that right now. Actually, in my opinion, the first episode is the best first episode of a series I've seen in a very long time. That's high praise. That's high praise. I was, how's I was how's like, the hamster? The John hamster's, hamster's good. You'll see. Yeah. You, 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 you'll, I think you'll like his character. It's it's season one vibes good. I think they've gone back to like more of the basics and they're not trying to. Because the, uh, the other seasons, they just kind of got away from themselves a bit. And they were trying to layer in too much extra stuff. You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. Just there's a lot of symbolism and everything, the wank, but yeah, the wank level got turned up a lot. It there's, there's really did, up. and I I enjoy that show. But season one makes that show what it is, right? Like Martin That's Freeman brilliant. and Billy Bob Thornton. Just that, I, that Billy game. Bob Thornton and both months, they both should have won awards. I, I don't Emmys know if they did that. or not. Yeah, I but have no both idea. of them amazing. I mean, Martin Freeman's like character is incredible. Yeah, so Billy Bob Thornton when he sits down. And takes that shit and looks at the guy in the eyes. Like, I, I know. It's like, wait, you're taking this shit? Like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck, man? It's the best way to defuse the situation. Such absolute power move. Yeah. Just to it sit is. down and start taking a shit. I, I'm so not intimidated by you that I could sit here with my pants down and take a shit and you still yeah. wouldn't do anything to me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I love that. 
Yeah, it's a great, and that's like, I feel like this season is getting that more back into it. So I know you haven't seen it, so I won't say anything else, but I've been very much enjoying it. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I had all the episodes already because I I stuck that, I watched that by myself and I was like, man, this is really good. And then my partner came home and I was like, I think you'll like this. And I watched the same two episodes like a few hours later and still enjoyed the hell out of watching it again. So I was like, all right, that tells me that this show is is pretty damn good at least to me Um, what is it on it is on amazon prime all right i'm gonna have to check it out yeah and that is all i'm putting in my holes that's all you're putting in your holes thank you so much to adrian barbeau for coming on this podcast where we obviously go off on tangents and everything but it was an amazing honor to be able to speak to her and get the voice of catwoman on so another voice from batman the animated series another person that was involved on this show which is always great to have so thank you adrian again but is there anything you want to add before we jet off thank you to our guests for coming on the show and I hope you all had a very happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you're looking forward to the holiday season. It's the holiday season, so hope that it great duck, and don't forget to suck. All right, well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time while we continue talking all things. You're laughing over them, because you know I'm going to edit some of that shit out. <laughs> Listeners, he went too far with his, his sing-alongs dirty jokes that <laughs> apparently were too dirty for a podcast yep too dirty maybe with patreon you'll be able to hear it one day but for now no <laughs> uh, dirty joke segment well that's all the time we got for this week join us next time where we'll continue talking all things batman the animated series until then i've been alex robson i've been a will robson super duper <laughs> and remember that we are a podcast. Yes, we, we oh, no. are, brother. <laughs> I, I already messed that up, brother. Oh, that... it's okay. Just keep going. It's fine. Oh, okay. We are vengeance. We are the night. Yeah. We are a podcast. That's what we are. And we're super, brothers. Super duper. Super. Everyone have a super duper day. Toodles. And Vietnam. <laughs> See the size of this scotch, little wee Oh, pipe. hang on. Whoa, that's a big one. Whoa, this is what daddy gets as a reward for being <laughs> such a good daddy. <laughs> well, that's a big glass of scotch. Looks like Santa's put me on the nice list, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> or maybe Are you ready? the naughty list. Are you ready for Christmas, Will? Are you ready? Oh, I'm super ready to do a podcast and talk about Christmas and Batman, the animated series podcast. <laughs> super duper. And then maybe afterwards Why we can get your... some French fries and some cheeseburgers. Where's your Batman sound Russian? He's like, well, Batman. I'm Biet secretly Man. a Russian spy. <laughs> Living amongst the Americans and blending in cheeseburgers, French fries. Donald Trump. I love America. <laughs> I love Batman and his alter ego, Clark Kent. Yes. Oh, I think I fucked that up. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, actually, he's like, he's like 90% like nearly American, you know? But he just has yeah. certain flictions that just don't work, like <laughs> Batman. And uh, there's just like, oh, I'm going to go see the new Batman movie. You want to go see Batman? It's like, Batman? <laughs> With Christian Beale. <laughs> Christian Beale. <laughs> oh no, I've been we, found out. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> How do we 
we get here all of a sudden? <laughs> I uh, think we should do the whole podcast like this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Will Robson. With me is my brother, my co-host, and my best bud in all the bud lands that ever could be buds, Alex Robson. Say hello, Alex, right now. Well, Will, that's just the nicest intro I've ever heard. As your brother, I am touched, and I am so oh. pleased to be here. Oh, I was touching Christopher your wife Wilkinson. last night, bitch. <laughs> How about that? Well, I'm not oh, married. I'm though. on the podcast as well. <laughs> I was we. I was in one of the movies. I kind of played Trump in one of the movies. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and I pushed a woman out of the window. <laughs> I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> what was the thing you pointed out when we watched it? Bottles. What did it say? Uh, bottle. Uh, uh, He's bottles. like. Yeah, bottles. handing out expensive bottles. Bottles, yeah, it's the same as when like a proper New Yorker says Harry Potter, like it's like bottles. <laughs> like there's just something about bottles, Potter. It's the it's the OTT, I guess. Potter bottles, like Harry Potter bottles. And also, me being American and all, I also like lots of bottles. I sound Swedish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you're from, Italy or something. <laughs> ah, yes, it's me, American man. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Max. Remember me? I'm Fred's hand. That's almost Jack Nicholson like. Oh well, I was doing Danny DeVito, but that's interesting. <laughs> Do you remember that part? <laughs> you went quiet when I said it. The okay. Beginning of the film. It was. Um, anyway, want to talk about a better Batman thing? If we have to. And a better Catwoman? What? Uh, oh, that's not saying a lot coming from you. I know. I do like me some Michelle Pfeiffer, but yeah. Anyway, we'll get into it. You ready a to do a podcast? sexual awakening as a three-year-old boy. <laughs> Here we go. It's okay, first, you want to tell the story? The first toddler to ever get an erection. <laughs> I think I was probably the youngest person ever to see Batman Returns. Dad, I knocked my like, popcorn over because my wee-wee got excited. Like the first, what, I was six? I was six when that movie, no, five. I was five when that movie came out. Mm. That's crazy. You saw that movie, and you saw all the tight leather, and you saw all of the, the sex. I mean, we just rewatched the movie ourselves. Someone says Poontang, just the pussy I was looking for. <laughs> and, like, so many other things. And I, I know that your inner sexual deviant is, like, represented as a, a uh, avatar, is, is definitely Penguin from this. It's the, I want I to do dirty stuff to you. It's when he lied down on the bed and he grunted and then he just looked at Catwoman's ass so blatantly. He's like, mm. <laughs> I like what you said when you were like me coming home from a huge night out in London when I was like 20 working at, working in London and it's pink, uh, Penguin coming at the end when he's clearly bleeding and about to die. I need a cold drink of ice water. Just you passing out of bed. You haven't drank a single glass of water since the like morning of the day before. I was also thinking that's you with stomach acid now. <laughs> ah, it's been just, better. Uh, uh, it's just like coming out of your mouth, vitamin. <laughs> well, I've, I've quit smoking and, and I'm only allowed whiskey every now and then, so I really don't get stomach acid anymore. Hmm, until you hang out with me, and then it's cigarettes and booze galore. Hey, oh, looking forward to doing that tomorrow, baby. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> All right, let's get on with this. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> 